Foster, the people there with Pick You Up on Energy Groove Radio. You are on Energy Groove Radio, where the music is the best in the world, prove me wrong. Uh, the show that you're listening to is Movie Groove. It is the groove that spews the news that you should peruse before the movie you choose ensues. And, of course, as always, coming up in the show... Oh, the fader. So I did that on purpose because... You know what? Movies! You love to watch them. At home, at a friend's place, on your phone, anywhere but in the cinema because you're not allowed to go there anymore. <laughs> yes, the theatres are closing their doors to cinema goers indefinitely. But why? How could this be? Find out in a new soap. Blockbusters! You usually see them in what we in Australia also oddly refer to as the summer season, but a great many of the most anticipated movies of the upcoming blockbuster period are being pulled from screens. But why? What does this mean? We reveal all in the Geekly Roundup. Streaming! The popularity of online direct delivery content has been on the rise for some time, but suddenly it's become more popular than ever before. What could be causing this sudden spike in the general public's interest in home entertainment? We uncover the mystery in living the stream. And movie quizzes. It's a thing we do on Movie Groove when it's a bit of a slow release week. And this week has been one of those. But why, oh why, is there so little to report on in the world of theatrically released content? Whither have our dreams flown? Who's responsible for this? We have a world-exclusive scoop on the conspiracy of silence drawing a veil over the awful truth. This week on Movie Groove, it's what's on screen. Oh, but first, we've got Rule. You're my painkiller. Painkiller on Energy Groove Radio. That was Rule with Painkiller on Energy Groove Radio. It's also an awfully nice song for a... You know, the title you would expect, you know, mm. metal. Well, he's like, I don't know, a 16-year-old pop artist. Oh, is he? Yeah. He's, he's a, a young person? Yeah, he's Australian too. Well, mm. now I'm conflicted. He's young. That's bad. But he's Australian. And that's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, welcome to Movie Groove. It's what's on screen. And what's on screen? Not a great deal. That's a shame. Unfortunately, which yeah. is a shame because our remit is to talk about movies. But as you'll see in A News Hope, the thing that we're talking about is that there's not a lot of movies on. No. Mm. Well, I guess we can't go to the cinema, can we? No, but cinema is what it's all about. It's the experience of sitting in the dark with smelly strangers making noises as they masticate on whatever it is that they've smuggled in. Going, you know, and texting their friends and drinking a Coke that costs more than a top shelf beer yeah, and so on. That's the experience. <laughs> I do love going to the movies, though. I don't know why. Yeah, I just really, I get really excited by it. I think it's just the snacks. I like it's, snacks. There's definitely something about seeing um, a tentpole movie or a horror movie, say, with, a, with an audience. Right. That that collective sort of like, <gasps> or, ah, or don't go in there. You know, I mean, I saw life on the big screen. You know that terrible, awful thing with Jake Gyllenhaal where yeah, they're I in space? Yeah, I saw that in the movies. Did we see that together? No, no. I saw, really? I saw it with Kate oh. when we were on holiday. I saw it in the movies. I don't mm. know who I saw it with. But anyway, it was good. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, was, I was drinking at the time, so I liked it. But, you know, yeah. in the cinema, it was great and you could really feel the tension. And then, you know, I watched it on a smaller screen and I was, this is just garbage. Look, it wasn't the best film. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> but have you watched any movies uh, apart from that in the inter intervening minutes, hours and seconds that I've certainly been counting since last we spoke? 
Um, I I don't know whether I told you that I watched Skyscraper. Oh, no, you didn't. Was uh, it good? <laughs> uh, look, I love The Rock. We both do. The Everybody does. Who a, doesn't like The guy. Rock? If you dislike The Rock, just stop listening to my show right now because I don't want you. Yeah, you don't deserve radio. That's right. But this movie was pants. Hmm. It wasn't good. No. I thought that it... I think I heard somewhere someone said, oh, it's just like Die Hard, you'll love it. And that stuck with me. And so when it popped up on Netflix, I went, oh, it's just like Die Hard. You haven't seen Die Hard. I have. Have you? Yes. I told you I saw Die Hard. No, you said you saw a documentary on the making of Die Hard. No, but I... Oh, did I did I, did I watch a documentary of Die Hard or did I actually watch Die Hard? You watched the movies that made us. No, I think I watched Die Hard after the the documentary. And you enjoyed it. Because it is a, a top. So. It's a great movie. It's a hell of a movie. Now you're confusing me. Anyway. Anyway, Skyscraper is more I or less the same thing. I thought Skyscraper was going to be shit. the same thing. It was terrible. Mm. It was so bad. Yeah. It was. I just can't believe that had a cinema release. I didn't even bother. I wasn't even interested in the fake leg. The rock, but with a fake leg? Okay. Yeah, and that, <laughs> it's just weird. It's just like, it's a thing. They don't make a big deal out of it, which is fine. Mm. Um, but it certainly doesn't add anything to the plot. Yeah, well, my brother saw it, and he he can sometimes be undiscerning. Sometimes you could just sit in the movie and go like, nah, you know, it is what it is, and really enjoy it for the ride. Yeah. Much in the same way that I watched Man of Steel in the cinema. And I was like, well, that wasn't bad. And then I watched it again on the small screen and went, no, actually, this is kind of bad. Yeah. So if you turn your brain off, you really can enjoy things. But he said, no, it's it's just pants. No, you can't even turn your brain off because it infuriates you on so many levels. Mm. Nothing really makes a lot of sense. The character's motivations are not really The one thing I remember him saying is that there. the cops just automatically assume that The Rock is guilty without having any reason for thinking. Yeah, and that. you know, you, you can <laughs> kind of, in some movies where they're making stupid decisions or things don't quite make sense, you can suspend your belief for a bit, mm. whereas this, there was just none of that. It just, it was pants. Don't see it. It's awful. Mm. Even the special effects and the action sequences are not that entertaining. No. I just wasn't entertained Yeah, it's weird, at all. It's a weird thing about The Rock. He's a great star. He's fantastic in the movies that he's in. Um, he's never really been in a really good one. Look, he was doing the best he could with the material he As had to he work he always with. does. He works really hard. And you, you've never seen The Rock phone it in, even when he was, you know, in the Jumanji sequel reboot. Sure. He's still giving it his all. He yeah. obviously really enjoys the work. It's just that he just keeps turning up in this dreck. <laughs> and Neve Campbell. I'm like, what a return to screen for her. Oh, dear. It was not great. No. Yeah. Let's just, you know, get a, dig up a copy of Wild Things and watch that. <laughs> um, <laughs> or Scream. Um. <laughs> no, Wild Things is bare. Oh, okay. It's bare. Well, I mean, it is for some people. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> what have you seen in the last week? What have I seen? Well, um, now that uh, everybody's socially isolated, and that's my jam. You know, social isol isolation. Yeah, shit, I was already there. I didn't realise that my current lifestyle choices were actually called quarantine. Isn't it fantastic? Like, I wasn't actually aware that was a thing. We are pillars of the community. We're saving lives. Bradley. I've had a lot of practice for this day. Yeah, I know. We've been training for this our entire lives yeah. by staying in and playing video games. <laughs> and ignoring people. Yeah. Telling so, them to go away. Um, so I saw, uh, I've seen a bunch of movies. I saw Knives Out. Yeah. What which did is you a think? Ryan Johnson directed uh, Who Done It, which I thought was really super good. Oh, you liked it? Yes, I did, didn't you? Oh, I thought it was the poorer cousin of Ready or Not. Uh, no. 
No, it's not. Um, well, I mean, I like a whodunit and I like a talkie movie and, uh, yeah. Oh, you like a talkie. It's not mm. really a murder mystery as such. I don't want to say too much about it because it will spoil it, but, yeah. Um, it, it keeps you guessing until the end. And I thought, yeah, I, I totally know what's going on here. And every time I thought that, it would say, yeah, you know how you thought you knew that thing? Well, you didn't know that thing. Um, <laughs> you so, were misled. That was terrific. And, Good. Um, and I didn't even notice uh, um, Daniel Craig's accent dropping out every now and again. Um, I haven't actually seen Knives Out. So what um, accent is he trying to pull? Well, he was doing one of those accents that people do when they are doing a Southern lawyer accent in a courtroom drama. Yeah, right. Mr. Dewins, are you asking this court to believe? Okay. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So, and yeah, it really wasn't all that irritating. Even when they called attention to it, one of the characters goes like, oh, would you stop it with that Kentucky Fried Colonel Sanders <laughs> bolt? <laughs> yeah. So it's I mean, it has a star-studded cast. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. You've got Chris Evans and Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, mm. um, Daniel Craig, of course, is in it, uh, Don Johnson. Is there an Australian actor? Uh, possibly. <laughs> anyway. I thought, um, what's his name was in it? Um, You're right, he was. You know. Yes, you know, Thingamajig was definitely in it. That guy was definitely in it, Bradley. You're right on the money, man. Um, I also saw uh, Color Out of Space. We've talked about Richard Stanley quite a bit. He was the guy that didn't Tony make... Tony Collette. Tony Collette, there you go. She is in it. Um, she was very good as well. She always is. Uh, Color Out of Space, directed by Richard Stanley, who you'll remember didn't make The Island of Dr. Moreau, sort of. He really yes. didn't. Mm. Um, and he's made this H.P. Uh, Lovecraft thing, and I thought that it was great. It's weird. Uh, the special effects don't quite work. He really hasn't gotten a handle on creature effects just yet. Because um, a long time ago, he made a thing called Hardware about... Um, this guy finds uh, the head of a robot in the desert and he gives it to his girlfriend and she makes it part of like this weldy metal metallic sculpture. Mm -hmm. And then later on it comes to life because it turns out it's a self-repairing war robot and tries to kill her. And it's a great, you know, and it, it kills the maintenance man and the janitor and the pervy neighbor oh. and her boyfriend. And eventually it's about to kill her when she works out that it's uh, susceptible to moisture. And so she... Lures like most it, electronics. She lures it into the shower and beats it to pieces with a baseball bat. <laughs> Um, but, well, it's a war robot. They're supposed to be water-resistant, at least. Uh, well, um, But yeah. uh, anyway, uh, yes. And so it's a fantastic movie until you actually see, you know, the creature in all its glory. And it's it's about, it has all the presence and convincing menace of uh, a, a, a Team America puppet. Oh, Basically, right. it's wobbly and, <laughs> and kind of crappy. And, uh, yeah, Color Out of Space had a couple of physical effects that were okay. But, I don't know, he just doesn't seem to know how to shoot them just yet. But uh, I guess he needs to mature as a filmmaker because he needs to make quite a few more films before that happens. But definitely an effective horror, the feeling of creeping dread, Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage. Yeah. It was great. Nicolas Cage. I saw Doctor Sleep, which is the... Spiritual sequel to The Shining, even though it's made, it's based very closely on a Stephen King book. Yeah. And Stephen King hates the original movie of The Shining, but it references it very, very heavily. Does he still hate it? He never liked it. so heavily revered now. No, he never liked it. But I mean, if you've seen the movies that he likes that have been made of his books and the movie that he directed himself, um, <laughs> uh, Maximum Overdrive, yeah, Stephen King is. You really should just stick to writing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you should stick to appreciating movies because mm. having a say in how movies are made is not his... Uh, not beneficial. <laughs> no. Um, 
But uh, in any case... Uh, was I, Dr. Sleep... Were you, did you like Dr. Sleep? I liked it very much. Did it, you? It was very like a Stephen King novel. They actually managed to stick to the characters. and um, Right. And there was a scene in it involving a child, which... I, it, I wouldn't say it was a horror film, but both that and um, Color Out of Space have a thing that affects me very badly, which is horrible things happening to children. Right. And Dr. Sleep in particular has a scene in it with, involving a child that I don't know how that made into... Really? studio movie it's oh. really messed up oh okay so um yeah really effective very satisfying ending loved it really i watched like the first 15 minutes of it and turned it off <laughs> so um i anyway. probably should have stuck with it and another movie that i saw uh jay and silent bob reboot why um well uh, because I, I'm kind of a Kevin Smith fan. I like his podcasts anyway. And when he's just kind of riffing and talking, mm. um, he is very funny and engaging. Okay. And uh, and he's got a massive uh, podcast. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it an empire, but certainly he's you know made a, a sensible living out of his uh, collection of podcasts that all involve his very close friends who are all very loyal to him. Um, and uh, yeah, he's just got a genial, engaging manner. He's very funny. Uh, it works. And uh, he always talks about himself and doesn't self-censor. So I know all kinds of really personal things about him. I know that his mother and father used to walk around naked when he was a child. Great. Um, uh, they weren't exhibitionists. They just didn't see anything wrong with it. Mm. Um, I know that his brother is gay. I know that his sister lives in Australia. Um, I know what his first job was and so on and so forth. I know all these things about him. So Wow. He's uh, he's made this, <laughs> and this movie, like most of his movies, is all about himself um, and his work and his career, mm. and and his family and his friends. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a weird kind of a uh, callback to pretty much everything that he's done before. He instead of distributing it traditionally, he took it on the road. He's on a road show, which is something they used to do in the '60s for really massive tentpole movies. It was like an event when a road show movie came along. Mm. Um, but they haven't really done that since Hello Dolly lost all the money and then some. Right. After the 60s version of Dr. Doolittle lost all the money and then some before the recent version went ahead and did the same. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, after paying, uh, he was saying in a recent podcast, uh, that after paying all the production costs for the roadshow and movie itself, he's made $6 million free and clear. I don't know about the tax situation, That's but good. he's made an astonishing amount of money. Wow! Off the back of this movie, without really having a distribution deal, and you know, on the Just tail by... end of that, he's had it distributed through you know a couple of platforms. Okay. Well, and, how did you see it? Um, are you suggesting that I would download it illegally, Bradley Dewins? Well, no. Anyway, he's got a dedicated asking. audience. <laughs> he's got a dedicated audience who seem to love absolutely everything he does, including yoga hosers, which isn't even a movie. Sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, uh, it's done enormously well. He's had an amazing time. He's clearly enormously pleased with it. And everywhere he goes to these roadshows, he does like a full Q and A talks for two hours and he loves it because he gets treated like, you know, a God everywhere he goes and they hang off his every word and they laugh at everything he says. He gets to go on like a 65 city tour, which is twice the size of most big band tours. Who's funding this? He does himself. Right. It's all self-funded. And uh, and he's making his own money. And uh, yeah, his audience... What was the movie like? His, di his core audience runs to the millions. Yeah. The movie yeah. was fucking awful. Oh my God, Al. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I'm not meant to say that word on the air, but it was just awful. It yeah. was... Uh, at one point, because uh, Kate sort of kind of came on the tail end of it and she was like, she recognized what it was. 
She said, oh, is this Jay and Silent Bob? Um, uh, Jay and Silent Bob. What was the last one? Jay and Silent reboot, Bob. Reboot, he said. This is reboot or regurge or, you know, retard or... Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a Jane Silent Bob, and it's, it's the it's Jane Silent Bob reboot. And she watched it for five minutes, and and said, "It's like we're watching a high school play." Right. And she's exactly right. Is it? It's very amateur. It's it. It was just that sort of awkward, you know, in a high school play where you're like, um, they would do it for the end of year review, where the seniors yes. would write a play about all of the quote unquote characters and they would do jokes about the teachers and that camping trip for the year 11s that didn't go quite right. Sure. Right. All of the jokes are callbacks to something that happened in one of his previous movies. None of it is funny. None of it is well executed. It's as turgid and stodgy as a stale bun. Who's who's in it? Other than Jay and Silent Bob. <sighs> Just, they're are there any cameos? Of- dragged, are there any cameos? Holy crap. <laughs> all of them. Yeah. All of them. Affleck, he managed to, you know, get drag Affleck back for it. Wow. And dragged up an old, because in the former movie, the gag was, uh, they said uh, Affleck was the, because Ben Affleck doesn't play Ben Affleck in the movie. He plays Holden something. Um, a guy called Holden something or other, a character from right. Chasing Amy. And the line was, uh, Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms, which is a horror movie, which is quite... I saw Phantoms. Yeah. Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms. And this time they said Affleck was the bomb as Batman. Oh. Um, so, yeah, same joke. Mm. But drawing attention to the fact that, uh, uh, yeah, uh, and, you know, uh, and Batman's mother, what was her name? Uh, I can't think of it for some reason. So. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it just unbelievably bad. What's the runtime? And I, I, I like Kevin Smith, and I knew what all the jokes were about. I understood the callbacks. I got why all the people who were in it were in it. What's the what? Runtime. I'm just wondering how long this thing is. It was very long. I don't know exactly <laughs> how long, but it felt like a long time. Yeah, okay. Um, and the, the last act, I just... What's the premise? Give me a premise. Okay, so uh, Jay and Silent Bob, uh, I can't remember the name of the previous movie. They go to Hollywood to stop a movie that's being made, a superhero movie that's based on their characters. Right. In this one, they find that uh, film director Kevin Smith is making a reboot of the film. So Kevin Smith is in it. So Kevin Smith is playing himself in it and also Silent Bob. Yeah. And uh, and the whole third act... um, I mean, it's not surprising that it's self-indulgent because Kevin Smith, but it's unbelievable. If you didn't know who he was, you would say, this takes self-indulgent to a whole new level. Yeah, right. Um, and and it's awful and it's not funny and it doesn't work. And yeah, as I said, no better than a high school play. The kind of thing that you watch when you're waiting for a train. See, all you need is a dedicated fan base and you can make bank. Yeah, wow. no, it's terrible, but he will <laughs> he will never know how terrible it is because he's only engaging in the people who will love it no matter love how it. bad it is. Exactly. So yeah. all power to you, Kevin Smith. You've done very, very well. <laughs> You've put yourself all the way out there on Front Street and yet simultaneously managed to shield yourself from criticism. <laughs> it's astonishing. Oh, he's living the dream. He really is. <laughs> anyway... Um, yeah, so noticeably, notably missing from it, because I said, like, anybody who was in a film of his before and isn't in this one, 
it's because he phoned them and asked them and they said no. Yeah, right. So Will Ferrell, Alanis Morissette, Chris Rock, Mark Hamill, Tracy Morgan, Sean William Scott, Scott Mosier, Gus Van Sant, Ethan Suplee, Michael Rooker, Lawrence Mason, Ali Larter and Judd Nelson. And Stan Lee's in it and he's dead. <laughs> so, so, I mean, yeah, that, that's why Carrie Fisher and George Carlin aren't in it. But they didn't mm. keep Stan Lee out of it. Yeah, right. You can't keep Stan Lee out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he keeps showing up. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's my movie review for this week. Um, we'll be back with a new soap after this little track from a lady called Kylie Minogue. Never heard of her. Mm. Anyway, this she is might dancing. make it big. George Ezra there. Shotgun. Mm. I was just thinking that. <laughs> um, on Energy Groove Radio, welcome back to Energy Groove Radio. Uh, we are transmitting live from the beautiful city of Sydney and all around the world. My name is Alice Locker, and sitting with me in the studio is the virulent. Mm. Hey, does that mean I'm with virus? Uh, <laughs> possibly. Um, <laughs> virulent, yeah. Virulent means spreads easily. Yes. According to your old boyfriend. Um, oh. <laughs> it means extremely severe or harmful in its effects. Ow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so uh, um, obviously because everybody's doing the social isolation thing, then we'll have increased our listenership. Um, yes. So this global pandemic of death has only been good. It's been, well, it's worked out well for the industries I work in. Yeah. Uh, such as radio and home shopping. Yes. <laughs> it's brilliant. And, uh, it hasn't worked all that badly for me either. Really? Um, People I used, want drawings? Uh, um, I, I used to work as a lecturer, but now I don't. And boy, am I glad. Yeah. Because <laughs> nobody who's working as a lecturer is enjoying having to basically, uh, transcribe all everything that they might say in a lesson to an actual presentation that somebody might watch. Yeah, an online, online. thing. It's difficult. But, I mean, that's that's it's an interesting thing, isn't it, that um, something like this can be the catalyst for us basically moving a lot of our industries now digitally, hmm. um, which may or may not become the norm afterwards. Well, um, the, uh, there are people already saying, you know, the, they're, they're already talking conspiracy. that al you love a good conspiracy don't you not really i think it's all tr crap um so people are saying you know, so uh, uh it's a it's a virus that shouldn't actually exist so all you got to do is create a global panic and then come up with a vaccine or a, a treatment of some kind and then make it mandatory for everybody to take the vaccine make lots of money Okay. Um and uh, and make everybody stay home because well I mean it's it's kind of already well, happening a lot of people they get their stuff online they engage with most of the stuff that they're buying online that's just becoming a natural way of life the flip side of that is that in every shopping precinct nearly half of the businesses are all boarding up boarded up because you can't compete against Let's say. Well, imagine if you're a business that has not got the infrastructure to do online, or it hasn't just migrated online 
like some big retailers would have. They'd have the facilities to store all this stock and then ship it out and all have all the logistics around it. Yes, or you might have a business that competes directly with a large chain like Bunnings or Windscreens O'Brien or yeah. whatever. Um, uh, so, yeah, um, we're slowly moving towards the economy where we're all staying indoors. And I suppose that's great for people who make TV and movies mm. and certainly for people who do radio shows and podcasts. But, so yay for the future. <laughs> well, <laughs> is, like I've been playing a lot of Death Stranding lately. Yeah. And I mean, I love that game. I think it's great. But literally no one goes outside. And so you're a delivery guy delivering parcels to everyone who, mm. and you never meet them. They all just talk to you through this intercom thing, a little doorbell, and you drop off your package and away you go. So what's the... So no one, there's no population out in the in the open areas. It's, they all live underground. So inside. what's the problem? You have to get there on time or dogs, stray packs of dogs or oh, plague-infected rats? No, there's like a... The, there's BTs. There's a thing. There's ghosts and stuff that you have to deal with. But anyway. Ghosts. People don't go outside. That's the point. Because right. of the apocalypse, because essentially. Because of the ghosts. Because oh, you, you're talking about that thing with um, him Norman from Reedus. Walking Dead, Norman yeah. Reedus, and he's yes. his uh, and Guillermo del Toro's in it. His and, little, yeah. he's got a fetus in a jar that checks yes. ghosts for him. Yes, I'm talking about Death Stranding. What, a, what a load of shite! Well, it's <laughs> just, uh, it's just interesting that that. Society is basically now reflected here, apart from we're not dealing with the ghosts or Norman Reedus. Well, that's why everybody thinks it's a conspiracy. It's... I don't, I don't think any self-respecting pharmaceutical company would murder thousands of people. Oh, you are so naive. <laughs> Just to make a few dollars. They'd be making enough money anyway from the vaccines, from outbreaks that happen naturally. Uh, oh no! Enough yeah. making enough money. Yeah, no such would. thing. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just. I'm. I feel as though we should really capitalise on this, Al. We should make our own brand of hand cream or something. <laughs> Movie groove hand cream. How are we going to produce it? Don't answer that question. <laughs> um, look, we Ew. should be talking about movies, even though there are precious sure. few to talk about. Um, look, every week what we do is we engage with the latest entertainment and the movie news from all around the galaxy. This is episode eighty-six of a news hope. And first off, box office news. In the number one spot, Onward is still going onward. It's in the top spot with 10 million. In a normal week, that would be a terrible number. But this week, apparently, it's a good one. Okay. Mm. Well, good for it. But what's Onward? Uh, it's the one with the elves. Oh, and their, and their dad is just a pair of legs. All right. Well, it's because all the kids are... Out of school. Yeah, kids don't really worry about viruses. They just, you know, they run around putting their mouths on things and sticking their fingers into everything and then just putting it straight in your meal in the evening. Um, Yuck. How have you not caught anything? Uh, You've got kids. Because, uh, when I was a lad, <laughs> uh, we used to get our water out of a water tank. And then one day my dad decided to clean out the water tank and that was the last day we ever drank water out of that water tank. <laughs> but um, so I won't tell you what he found in it, but basically it's given me the constitution of a billy goat. No, well, I grew up on tank water. I'm very familiar with what gets in tanks. Mm. Possums <laughs> like to get Rats, drinks. Cats, Rats, snakes, cats, snakes, pigeons. Because they're like, oh, <laughs> fresh water, yay. Whoop, slipped and fell. Yeah. Yep. So, mm. um, very hardy creatures having brought up on the land. Yes. Like milkmaids. <laughs> not being, not getting uh, smallpox. Yeah. You know, back in the day. Mm. 
Hmm. Anyway, we, uh, why is it? Because they were just seeing everyone. Is that why? No, um, smallpox would give you horrible uh, milkmaids. Uh, in some traditional uh, uh, literature, are often very beautiful, and no, not necessarily beautiful. They just didn't have the kind of scarring on their face that you would get from getting smallpox, mm. which even Queen Elizabeth had. And she was so terribly self-conscious about it. That was why she just paint, painted herself white. Right. And the lead in that paint was basically what killed her. <laughs> um, she lived till an old age, but yeah, yeah, the lead in the paint did not help. No. Anyway. Probably didn't help with its sanity either. Mm, oh, no, she was uh, in the golden age is what they call her, right? Yeah. She was a formidable lady. Every bit her... Um, Every bit her father's daughter, except without, you know, the constant shagging and hmm. being a disgusting pig. Right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, number two. Number two. Bloodshot. <laughs> oh, uh, the new Vin Diesel joint only made $9 million, but that was enough to see it into the number two spot. Mm. Uh, that's already available on D VOD. Um, and more about that in the news. I still believe... Oh. Um, uh, also made nine million for the third spot. A Christian story about somebody who prays to God to save his wife, and then she dies. Oh. But he still believes in God. Okay. Faith. Mm. It's pointless. Um, the Invisible Man, a little Aussie movie that could, made another five point eight mil to bring it to sixty four. And The Hunt. Um, yes, uh, hunting maga hatters. Mm. Uh, apparently, that's not what it's about at all, but not that's what so. everybody thinks. So, five million in its opening week. Okay. Um, and yeah. It's interesting to that hear all of, of these numbers because they're dramatically smaller than. <laughs> they're an awful lot smaller than <laughs> a they few usually weeks are. Ago. Yeah. So, if you're going to the theatre, I mean, they, they'd be mercifully empty. Yeah. Of people would. grazing, mm. which I cannot bear. What's annoying, though, is that uh, if you did want to go to the cinema, you would go there and the snack bar would probably be empty because they just wouldn't bother making popcorn. No. They wouldn't bother with any of that, which is really depressing when you think about it, Al. Not I really. love I'm, popcorn. I'm, yeah, so you buy it at the supermarket for like a tenth of the it's price. It's not the same. Yes, it is. It isn't. Of course it is. It's not. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Movie popcorn has something magical in it. That's just <laughs> Several kinds of viruses for a start. <laughs> um, so, so anyway, let's go on to the other news. First of all, we have Hanks for the memories. Uh, Tom Hanks is dead. Excited to be heading home. Um, uh, after, hang on, just like just, let's just be real quiet. See if you can hear the sounds of panic. Oh, not Tom Hanks. Oh, it's all over. Yeah, uh, that made it real. That made everybody panic. Ah, oh, this coronavirus thing. Like, even Fox News have been spent, they spent the week previous going like, there's nothing wrong. Tom Hanks is ill. Oh my God, everybody stay indoors, wash your hands. I thought it was uh, interesting to hear about all of these fans in Australia that had posted selfies with Tom. And yeah. now that they are testing for... Uh, being positive <laughs> with the coronavirus. <laughs> Funny like, that. That's what you get for harassing celebrities while yeah. he's having a walk. Ha ha, you idiots. Mm. Um, so it might be Tom Hanks, but it's Tom Hanks with a horrible disease. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was the selfie worth it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was the same thing way back in the days of the plague. Yeah. You know, people trying to get... <laughs> Selfies. People trying to get selfies with Walpole. Oh, that's King Edward. Oh, look, I got a <laughs> selfie with Hugh Walpole. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, uh, him and his wife have been discharged from an Australian hospital, but remain in self-isolation as they recover from the terrible coronavirus. Um, their son, Chet Hanks, that was the one that tried to be a rapper. Chanks. Chanks, yes. <clears throat> That's what his mate's called. (laughs) Chet Hanks, who tried to be a rapper. That was embarrassing. He posted a video message on Instagram about his parents being released from hospital. And uh, yeah, he said their health had improved and people needed to stay calm. Fair enough. Well, that's nice of him. That's nice when you have the money to be able to support yourself through such a time. Mm. Um, So uh, uh, Hanks uh, apparently was in Queensland or is in Queensland filming a Baz Luhrmann biopic. That's nothing worth dying over. About Elvis Presley. Oh, Oh, dear. Baz Luhrmann's making a film about Elvis Presley. Let me guess what that's going to be like. That's going to be... Yeah, no, I'm picturing it in my head. (laughs) That's going to be But if I do that for too long, I may have an epileptic fit. Yeah, very gaudy, isn't it? Oh, Christ. So much rhinestone. Ugh. Yuck. Baz Luhrmann stopped making films. I'm sure you're a very nice man, but you yeah. suck at your job. Um, so production has ceased for two weeks. Uh, Hanks is not believed to have affected any other cast or crew. Hmm. Because unlike most celebrities, he's not going around sexually casual, ca- casually sexually assaulting people. No. Um, so <laughs> Kate says she's messaged into the Movie Groove hotline. Has she? What's Kate saying? Says Brad is right about movie popcorn. It tastes better. You're both stupid. Ow. I'm going to pay for that when I get home. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, uh, while at a hospital, Hanks tweeted his gratitude. Oh. Oh, dear. To the medical staff caring for them, the post which included a photo of two pieces of toast smothered in Vegemite. Oh, I saw that. Sparked a furious social media debate about the correct amount and application. Yeah, I'm sorry, Tom Hanks, but that was spread. way too much. We are Way doomed. too much. But also, thank you for spreading coronavirus throughout Queensland. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Tom. I caught Tom Hanks and Tom Hanks's coronavirus. Yes, you know, um, <laughs> the, the the more liberal voters that die, the happier I become. Oh. Um, Kate's kid uh, unkindly referred to it as boomer remover. <laughs> 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 I was having a look at the notable deaths on Wikipedia the other day, and yeah, there's an awful lot of COVID-19s popping up for yes. over 70s. Yeah, there would be. Yeah, so... Um, if mum and dad are listening, take, take care of yourself, stay indoors, wash your hands. Yeah. Um, no, seriously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> seriously and seriously. Uh, also, uh, the palace is closed. <laughs> National cinema chain Palace Cinemas has announced that will close every location from oh. tomorrow in response to the coronavirus pandemic. For so goodness sake, that's my local cinema. Even if there were movies playing in your local cinema, your local cinema's closed. No, no. And I got really upset that the apparently all the gyms are closing. I was thinking about going back to it one day. Mm, but the gyms are all closed as well. Yeah. I guess there goes my plans for exercise. Oh, it was so easy to get to work today. There goes my summer body. <laughs> <laughs> Your summer body. <laughs> you got... <laughs> How is that different from your winter Shut body? Shut up, Al. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from there being less clothes on it. Um, so, yeah, Palace is closed, um, which is probably just as well, because the next item is Widow in Waiting. Yes, Marvel's pulled the re-release of Black Widow, or the release of Black Widow. <laughs> what do you mean, the re-release? Um, so, why? Um, because of coronavirus. Oh, because, of course, they're not going to make any money. Superhero <laughs> blockbuster starling Scarlett Johansson 
Um, it's the latest casualty in a spate of films being disrupted, uh, most notably No Time to Die, Fast and Furious 9, Mulan, and Peter Rabbit 2. Mm. Disney, which owns Marvel. And everything else. Mm, um, has also delayed The Woman in the Window, which is a psychological thriller starring Amy Adams. Um, oh, what a shame. Both of those have been rescheduled. Um, but uh, yeah, Disney is looking at dates in 2020. Maybe Sucktober will be the best Sucktober ever. <laughs> Maybe September will change its tune. For Maybe. <laughs> I won't have to play that awful clip. Yeah, please don't. Don't. What? I'm not going to. I wasn't going to play that awful clip. For goodness sake. Ow. I was going to play that one instead. <laughs> um, oh, every time I hear it, my brain <laughs> flashes back to the 1990s and I have this sudden urge to reach for the TV. Uh, well, speaking of the 1990s, I was deeply shocked to find out that Big Brother is still a thing. Yeah, did you hear about that? The, the Big the Brother? Germany, Big Germany, Brother the thing. Big Brother cast, like, all breaking into pieces because... <laughs> because they've put together this package to um, show them what's been happening in the outside the world. Outside. It's like that, because uh, uh, Charlie Brooker, the guy who did Black Mirror a while ago, he did a, a, a miniseries called Dead Set, right. which was exactly that. Um, the Big Brother house uh, are shocked to find that a zombie apocalypse has broken out <laughs> while they've been in the Big Brother house. So, like, all the power goes off and they're like, oh, this is a piss take. And then a zombie appears in the backyard and they're like, ah, ha, ha, this is a piss take. Oh, dear, this isn't a piss take. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so it's pretty much that. Mm. Uh, and a Australia Channel 7 are doing Big Brother. Yes. Are they still doing it? Uh, apparently, well, this time they're I... pre-recording it, but I was like, Big Brother? Is it 2001? Hang on, they're pre-recording it? Two, that, that takes apparently. all the fun out of it. Apparently that's what they're doing. I don't know. But I mean, is this the first time they've done it since way back? Because I was no. like, gosh, I'm 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 so looking forward to the next episode of Melrose Place. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's been on and off for quite a number of years, but mm -hmm. it's been kind of footballed around the channels. So it used to be a Network 10 production back in the day mm -hmm. and 10 tried to bring it back and then it went away for a bit and mm -hmm. then it came to nine. And that's when they got Sonia Kruger to host it because she's got nothing better to do. Well, they've kind of made they've made a mistake. And I'm sure this has been in the planning stages but now for it's a while. Seven's turn, apparently. Yeah, so this has been in the planning stages for a while, I'm assuming. And so basically they've made a show where people can't leave. So <laughs> a show about normal life from yeah. now on. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, what's gonna be fun about that? <laughs> and now what's the point of Gogglebox? I'm bored, I can't leave the house. <laughs> I suppose there might be nudity. Uh, but I can get that home as well. Great. Mm. Um, wow, that caused about? an awkward silence. What are we talking about? <laughs> the internet. Uh, yeah. No, there's always nudity on the internet. Plus, I've been watching Westworld, but we'll come back to that. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they had another, I think it was called Shang-Chi. Marvel were doing a, well, it was described as an epic, but anyway, that's on hold as well. Right. Uh, yeah, Shang-Chi, which was filming at Sydney's Fox Studios. So, yeah, guess what? Um, all those people who got jobs at ILM. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> ILM just opened up a studio in Australia. Yeah, right. They might be shutting it down fairly soon. Well, that's the second time not that doing I, much now. It's the second time I haven't got a job somewhere and then it ended up closing like three months later. Oh, well. So as far as the media entertainment industry goes, I am the angel of death. <laughs> I am the destroyer of worlds. Well, um, maybe they should have hired you and they'd still be in business. Huh. You don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that, that probably would have happened, actually, because I'm amazing. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> 
so shows for the Disney Plus platform that were planned, Loki, One Division, and The Falcon and Winter Soldier, they've all been suspended. Filming on neighbor Neighbours! Filming on Neighbours has been suspended. For the first time in how many decades now? I don't know. Good Lord. It killed Neighbours. Oh, my God. Um, yes, a casual working on production came into contact with a person infected with COVID-19, probably Tom Hanks. Uh, cinemas are shuttering. Uh, th- this is it. This is the end. You know, you can, it's all Mad Max time. You can break out the arseless chaps and, and hair colour. <laughs> I'm going to weld a dart launcher to the top of the Prius. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah, doesn't he have released Frozen 2 three months early? Because, uh, you know, this is, these are the release strategies. A lot of stuff, like I said, bloodshot. Right. Um, after being in the cinemas for a week is now available on direct uh, uh, VOD. VOD. Direct delivery. Because they're going like, we're not going to make any money mm. if we don't offer it for home services. I so, think some good movies come to VOD then. Yeah. <laughs> Which, that list does not include a movie called Bloodshot. No. Um, Frozen 2 is out three months early. Um, A Quiet Place 2 has been pulled from screens. No. Yes, I'm afraid. Also early on VOD, Birds of Prey and The Gentleman. Uh-huh. And, uh, and today is the last day you can catch military wives in cinemas in Australia. Oh, dear. Shame. That's, yeah. <laughs> Quick, everybody run How to the cinema now. will we survive? <laughs> what the hell? What's military wives about? Uh, I don't know, but I looked at the poster and the poster is like the most uninspired thing that you will ever see. Like, you know how rom-coms have really like uninspired a, it sounds like a, posters? It sounds like pornography. Military waves. <laughs> My soldiers are in manoeuvres. It's, just, <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> perhaps Let you, me show you the Perhaps poster. you'd like to jump into my foxhole. You know how... Shut up. <laughs> just look at that. What does that say to you? Um, about the movie. It says, independent British movie, probably boring. <laughs> it says... But the poster looks so boring. It, it's referencing Pitch Perfect. How do you, how do you mean? It says they're Pitch Perfect. Uh, no, I don't know if it's referencing the film, no, but that's I, why I they that's put just, that it's, there. It's a quote. From yes, me. I know. Let me, let me show you that poster <laughs> without all the quotes on it. Right, okay. So, yeah, British movie. Um, there's an Irish person and the other person that was in... Four weddings and a funeral when I was 22. What uh, does this say about that? Like, I know nothing about this movie um, because of this poster. Again, it it looks like a porno to me. <laughs> it's All right, Al. Just with recognisable actresses. <laughs> you want to Google it yourself? Google military wives. Yes, do that. On anyway, safe search. Yes. And uh, and if you, uh, if you want to find porn... Well, I mean, you all have the internet, otherwise you're not listening to this show. So there you go. See how easy it is to stay at home. I hope they're not doing both. (laughs) That is everything we have on a new soap. And remember, when it comes to movie news, this source will be with you always. And here's Mesmerizer. We're all, I'll count you in. Don't complicate it on Energy Groove Radio. We made it out of... Uh, that was Georgia there with about work the dance floor on Energy Groove Radio. We're on Energy Groove Radio. Um, this is Movie Groove. It's what's on screen. Not yes. much, as it turns <laughs> out. So we're just going to turn our attention to dead people. Behind the clouds, 
Yes, and you'd be thinking with a deadly virus sweeping the globe that there'd be lots of famous dead people. Um, there's not. Apparently not. No. It's a shame, isn't it? There were there are people dying of COVID-19. Yes. But uh, no one you know. <laughs> so. Well, okay. So first of all on Dead for Reals, we have Lyle Wagoner. Well, dead. You know who Lyle Wagoner is. I have no idea, Al. No, I kind of had a feeling... He was an American actor who appeared regularly in television and films. Um, he was in an episode of Gunsmoke. What's that? Um, uh, it was a uh, it was a long running TV show. Great. From, it ran from the fifties to the I think almost to the seventies. Okay. There was a very very late episode of Gunsmoke that has a very very young Harrison Ford in it. Okay. Mm. Um, so uh, he was a finalist for the title role in the TV series version of Batman but lost the role to Adam West. Oh, well, there you go. Um, he had a seven-year stint on The Carol Burnett Show, um, which was a comedy sketch and variety show. Mm. Uh, Wagoner became Playgirl's first male semi-nude centerfold. Look out, ladies. And then uh, Wagoner left The Carol Burnett Show in 1974 in hopes of ad- advancing his career as a lead actor. When asked many years later how that worked out for him, Wagoner told Movie Groove, you know what, you can... F- oh, I can't say that. <laughs> I've already dropped an F bomb out. Anyway, yeah. um, a year after leaving Carol Burnett, he landed the role of Steve Trevor. Yeah. For the pilot and first season of the television series Wonder Woman, starring Linda Carter. Right. So that was the role played by Chris Pine in the movie. Uh, Chris Pine. Yes. Yeah, so initially set during World War II, the subsequent two seasons advanced the timeline to the 70s. Wagner played Steve Trevor Jr. Mm. A, a remarkable. Similarity to his old man. Hmm. And he shagged one woman too. Oh, good. Lucky. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he also made guest appearances on TV shows, Charlie's Angels, The San Pedro Beach Bums, Happy Days, Mark and Mindy, The Golden Girls, Ellen, um, and most recently, The War at Home. Uh, he also played roles on The Love Boat, Fantasy Island, Murder, She Wrote. Uh, he died this week following a brief illness. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It didn't say what one, though. Oh, no. He was 84, um, mm. which is the year the new Wonder Woman movie is set in. In a recent interview with Movie Groove, we asked him how he felt about not being approached for a cameo in the movie, to which he replied, get off my lawn, you... F- oh, I can't. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> he was he was 84. God. And we miss him already. Uh, and next we have Stuart Whitman. Well, dead. Uh, you know who I'm talking about now, don't you? No. No. He was an American film and television <laughs> actor known for his known for his lengthy career in both of those media. <laughs> what fascinating facts are. Yes. He played major roles in a large variety of genre. No. Um, including dramatic uh including the dramatic The Mark. He was nominated for Best Actor at the Oscars. Uh The Comancheros, which is one of uh, John Wayne's biggest movies. Um, Those Magnificent Men and Their Flying Machines, which was a big-budget comedy in 1965, and the horror film Night of the Lepus in 1972. Do you know that one? No, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, so for the educator out there, Lepus is um, Latin for rabbit. 
Um, it's a movie about giant killer bunny rabbits. Oh. It doesn't work. That's not as scary it's, as I thought. <laughs> well, because they have, I mean, they tried really hard to make it serious because at that time in both Australia and the United States, there was a massive rabbit virus. <laughs> uh, plague, what, I should mixo? say. What, yeah, Mixo? Well, that came later. The, <laughs> the Mixo came later, but... Uh, uh, yes, there was a big rabbit plague and plague, and so they tried to make this deadly serious movie about giant killer bunny rabbits, and they had like miniatures and oh, no. they they had the the rabbit scenes, you know, charging through these really well made miniatures in slow motion in an attempt to give them weight. Um, it doesn't work, <laughs> even when you smear uh, fake blood on their noses. It's not scary. No, it's, it's still a, cute. It's adorable <laughs> and very, very boring. So, yeah. Um, yeah, according to Whitman, the poor quality of that film put a dent in his reputation, which really isn't fair. He didn't he did write one a bad damn thing. movie. That's fine. I know, but that's Hollywood for you. Yeah. So, from that point to 1987, he would regularly appear on major television shows: uh, The Streets of San Francisco, Love, American Style, Quincy M.E. The Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew Mysteries, Knight Rider, Matt Houston, several episodes of The A-Team, SWAT, Fantasy Island, Murder, She Wrote, um, television films, miniseries such as The Pirate, Condominium, Once Upon a Texas Train, um, and uh, a whole bunch of genre films. Uh, he was in the TV adaptation of Superboy, which lasted until 1992, playing Jonathan Kent, the superhero's adopted father. Hmm. Well, yes. Um, despite never becoming a bona fide star, he made a considerable personal fortune in real estate. But he continued to act until the year 2000. Uh, his final appearance was as Mule Morgan in Ah! Real Monsters. Oh, I loved Ah! Real Monsters. Hmm. So he said, I didn't need to act to make a living, but I had a real passion for it. I just loved to act. Wow. He died this week from skin cancer. Oh, he that's was, terrible. He was 92. Uh, and we miss him already. Yeah. And that is the final bow. It's curtains once again on Dead for Rules. We will see you on the other side of this track from Calvin Harris. And you, Alipa. One kiss on Energy Groove Radio. And that was Sagala. She came here for love, it says. What did you do after that? Oh, Al. What? You keep on implying that I'm being lewd in some way, and my mother may well be listening. I love you, Mum. Bradley's lying. <laughs> I never lie. You are the devil. You are the father of lies. <laughs> uh, so, um, what are we talking about? Oh, yes, films. Um, so, look, uh, here's a thing uh, that we do every week. Now, normally, in this segment, the segment of the show, where we have a look at what's opening in theatres in Australia and, indeed, all around the world. Um, there would be movies that you might be looking forward to. Um, this week, uh, not so much. No. no. There are no wide release movies on release this week um, in the States. Now, I know, like, this is an Australian show. I always talk about movies that are opening in the States. Usually when they're opening the States, they're opening here as well, unless they're an independent thing. It's really quite difficult to find information on what's being released in Australia, even if it's an Australian film. It's Australian film industry can't get their act together for shit. So, anyway, um, <clears throat> this week we're having a look at the indie scene in the United States. Oh, <laughs> joy. In the opening scene. <laughs> Now, if you're new to the show because of social isolation, that takes too long to explain. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> I wonder if anyone's tuned in for the first time ever and has just had that play <laughs> as their first introduction to the station. Nat and turned it off. <laughs> yeah, and be like, okay. Energy grows <laughs> off the list. <laughs> oh, dear. You know, you know what? Um, uh, 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 Freddie, I am Freddie the Turk, our esteemed leader. Mm. What a man, what a, what a wonderful, wonderful man. Uh, I'm sorry for all the listeners that we've shed because of me. I really am. <laughs> no, he's not. I am. He's not sorry. Anyway, um, first in the opening scene, we have uh, Human Capital. Oh, it sounds spooky, Al. What is it? Uh, it's a movie about uh, humans. Oh. Um, the lives of two families collide when their children begin a relationship and it leads to a tragic accident. <gasps> Spooky. Yes, and we have a clip. So, real estate agent, I mean, I thought that was a job for divorced middle-aged housewives. Can I ask you something? Yeah, you want to invest in WMV? Minimum is 300. 300,000? Yeah. Nothing ventured, nothing gained, right? Three affairs in 20 years. I don't think that's so bad. And you're still with him. Hi. I want to go home. Yeah, I'm going to take you home. Did you track drunk last night? I don't know. How did your car get here? Someone drove me back from the party. Oh. Yes, so it sounds good, Al. It it, it did look okay. It's got some. Um, <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Marisa Tomei is in it. Oh, I haven't heard of her for and a long time. Leave Schreiber is in it. Oh, I don't know how I feel about him. His face is getting round. <laughs> he can't help that. He looks like a middle-aged dad now. But yeah, he does. Hmm. I saw that movie um, where he's a Mars on Mars uh, recently with Carrie Ann Moss. Oh, God, Red Planet? Yes. Is that the one with Val Kilmer? No, this is not that movie. Hmm. What's it called? I'm sure Carrie Ann Moss was in Red Planet with Val Kilmer. Yeah, she'd been in a couple. Hmm. No, it wasn't Carrie Ann Moss. <laughs> it was someone who looks like her. Right. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about, though. Um, um, uh, uh, for those of you listening for the first time, this is it's just a roller coaster ride, isn't it? <laughs> Holy roller coaster shit. ride. Of emotion. It's called <laughs> The Last Days on Mars. Oh, right. Anyway, he's the lead in that. It's not very good. It's available <laughs> on Netflix if you want to watch it. Look, so the, this one is called What Now? The phrase, it's got Lee Schreiber in it, it's not very good, has been used fairly often. <laughs> he's like, I'm sick of people saying that. <laughs> Why do people always Please say Please stop that? bringing up movie 43. <laughs> Did you see movie 43? No. Good. Good. No. Nobody should see that. Don't not even not even out of curiosity. That's why I watched it. Now I can't unsee it. Mm. Anyway, so this movie's called um, Human Capital. That's right. And uh, yeah, so the uh, so in the trailer, it's not on his IMDb. Yeah, so he's a real estate agent, and um, you know her 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 his daughter's new boyfriend is from a wealthy family, right? And he puts a lot of money into an investment thing, and. Um, Inevitably yeah. loses it. Uh, yeah, and things go bad because their son or possibly their daughter is guilty of killing somebody driving home drunk. And um, yeah, it looks like part of the plot is he's going to offer to 
throw his daughter under the bus if he gets his 300 thou back. <laughs> so Marissa Tomei is in it. Oh, yes, yeah. I know. Her. Oh, and um, Paul Sparks. He's good. And uh, yeah, uh, uh, Stellan, not Stellan Skarsgård, the other one, Alex. Peter Ale- Skarsgård. Peter Skarsgård. There's an Alexander and mm. a Stellan and a Peter. Yes. Anyway. Yes. Hmm. Uh, so the next one, um, and seriously, this was one of very few actual English speaking non subtitled movies that were on limited release in the States this week. We have um, Phoenix, Oregon. That last one made me laugh. Yeah, I'm not sure that this one will. Uh, So, uh, two friends seize the opportunity to quit their jobs in order to find their new calling. Bradley? Yes? Restoring an old bowling alley. Really? This doesn't sound like a movie that would be fun. Mm. You be the judge. Here's a clip. Your aliens made you do that strike. It's my destiny, Bobby. I know it is. Imagine being an owner, drawing your comics whenever you want. Oh, man. Serious? That's what I'm talking about. Bobby? My partner, Carlos, makes this delicious dough with his hands. Yes. I got 300 scores before, but nobody ever put my pictures in the papers. You should enter our grand opening tournament. You haven't even seen me roll, huh, you haven't seen the action on my ball. Now, I haven't edited that from three different trailers. Really? That's all the same movie. It all just sounds pants. It's about an illustrator who wants to draw comics full-time but can't afford it because he hates his job, so he buys half of a bowling alley. <laughs> because that's an instant moneymaker. Yeah. Are you, you haven't done that, have you? No, because I'm not a moron. <laughs> Um, it has Diedrich Bader in it, and he bothers me somewhat. Besides, if you own a bowling alley right now, sucks to be you. Yeah, nobody's. <laughs> it's not like people are running in with the finger food. Exactly, I'm not touching any communal balls, thank you. <laughs> no, that's right. In order to bowl, you have to put your finger, fingers fingers in holes in holes that that rarely are communal. Get... Oh dear. Yeah. Yeah, that's why people bring their own. People who bowl a lot, they bring their own ball. Yeah, yeah, that's why. That's, mm. So, yeah. Um, seriously, uh, if you do own a bowling alley, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Because um, <laughs> they help. Enjoy your new vocation, whatever it ends up being. Yeah. Um, so that's that's that movie, which stars um, no one you know except for Diedrich Bader. Who you probably know from... From, he played Lawrence in Office Space. <laughs> you know his next door neighbour with a mullet? Yeah. That's Diedrich Bader. Um, I know him from Drew Carey. The Drew, Drew Carey <laughs> Show. That's right. Do you know how he got the job in the Drew Carey Show? No, I don't. It's because um, Drew Carey was casting the Drew, the, uh, casting the Drew Carey Show and he showed up for an audition. Mm. And he had previously starred in the movie version of the Beverly Hillbillies. Oh, that's right. And he because did. Drew Carey had seen the movie version of the Beverly Hillbillies in the cinema with a young lady that he was dating. And um, uh, at when Diedrich Bader first walked onto the screen in that movie, he was at that time receiving favours. Oh, from the young lady. And so when Diedrich Bader walked into the audition, he just started laughing his arse off and just said, you've got the job. Wow. So that's how he got 
That's very good. Oh my god. You've done quite well out of it, really. (laughs) Anyway. Dear me. And uh, (laughs) so moving moving quickly along. I love how he got that job essentially just on um (laughs) basically just getting a hand shandy (laughs) while watching a boring movie. The actions of (laughs) Some very toey lady. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there couldn't have been that many people in the theatre. I'd hope not. No. Um, So, uh, you know how I always like to say that I like a person whose name is a sentence. (laughs) Ellie Mae Clampett. No, you just like like their name. You (laughs) don't like them. That's one of my favourites. Yeah. Ellie Mae Clampett. Yeah. She may indeed. Anyway. um, (laughs) God. Next. (laughs) Get to the point. Next, we have uh, Children of the Sea. Just listen to that rich molasses. We love you, Morgan Freeman. I can't say that often enough. Mm. Uh, in Children of the Sea, when Ruka was younger, she saw a ghost in the water at the aquarium where her dad works. Okay, I'm interested. You've got but, me hooked. Yes, now she feels drawn towards the aquarium and the two mysterious boys she meets there, oh. Yumi and Sora. Oh. And we have a clip. Oh, 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 okay, okay, wait, 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 right. Um, okay, Is this so not an English film, Al? It's, well, uh, I think you can hear that it's not. It, it will have English subtitles. Uh, Certainly. Let's look. Okay, so what I'll try and do is I'll try and translate. Oh, Now, don't. my Japanese is a little rusty. Oh, no. But if you stay with me, I'm sure I can get the gist of it. Okay, so here we go again. Oh, God. I, I am a schoolgirl, but I have double D breasts. I like to wear very short skirts. I like your short skirts. I am going to fill you up on a subway train. Ow. This is very strange. Shouldn't we be perving on the girl who is above the age of consent? No, what are you, some kind of weirdo? I am going to call the police. I got these panties out of a vending machine. Um... Yeah, I think that I think that was pretty close. Well, Japanese films are weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I would like to apologize to the nation of Japan and any Japanese people listening who were in any way offended by my deeply stereotypical characterization of most of the Japanese films I've seen. <laughs> Tachiwa. Anyway, um, that's Children of the Sea. Great. Um, which is no doubt a heartwarming thing and it's animated. It's beautiful. Oh, is it? Yes. You didn't say that. Thing. Yes. So it's an animated film, that one. Right. And it looked lovely. Did it? Honestly. Okay. Did have a schoolgirl in it. <laughs> Pervy warning. <laughs> We've all seen those video games that you like so much, Japanese people. Um, so, so anyway, uh, thankfully that's everything on the screen. Wow. That's it. Oh. Like, if you're going to the States in the cinema, that's it. That's uh, a lot. Spoil for choice, aren't you? No. <laughs> but you shouldn't be going to the cinema. You should stay indoors and wash your hands. Yeah. Especially if you've just been to the toilet. Wash your hands. Yes. Robbie. <laughs> um, <laughs> Robbie, if you're listening, oh, watch no. your sodding hands. Get really? your finger out of your nose. Ew. I know it's there now. Ow. Don't even pretend that it's not. Uh, teach your kids, Al. <laughs> If they don't wash their hands, said it to him so many times. use violence. <laughs> you know, I've tried violence. <laughs> I don't. I, no, what I've found is, what I've found is, it doesn't work. No, it doesn't. But it does make me feel like shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I've put too much hand sanitizer on. I've gotten to the point where the old hand sanitizer Don't is now waste peeling it. Off. Do you know how precious that is? What are you doing? I'm ha- I sanitizing. I'm sorry, I have to discipline my producer. Every time you talk about Taylor Swift germs, I have to sanitize. Groove Radio. Clean Cut Kid with Make Believe on Energy Groove Radio. Welcome back to Movie Groove. It's what's on screen. We are transmitting live from the beautiful city of Sydney and all around the world. My name is Alice Lockhart and with me in the studio, as always, is the elegiac Bradley Dewins. What the hell does that mean? Um, well, an elegy is uh, in literature um, a, a poetic lament for the dead. Uh. <laughs> so, elegiac, haunting and elegant poems. That's yes. What? Yeah. Haunting and elegant. There you it's go. A... <laughs> With very pretty feet. <laughs> Apparently, getting big props on. Check out Brad's Instagram. Uh, only if you're because in his feet, apparently, <laughs> according to one of his fans on Instagram, are, and I quote, perfection. That's about, perfection. about three or four people in my time that have messaged me about feet. It's a bit really odd. Hmm. Um, yes. I mean, like, stop it. So, so put some cling film on your phone and then check out Brad's Instagram. Hmm. <laughs> For his feet is Pete. His feet are perfection, apparently. Yes, apparently they are. Anyway. Thank you. Now, um, we're, we're going to go back to the movie news here, because that's our remit um, here at Movie Groove. Uh, occasionally, we like to focus on the movie news that makes the geek click bust its leak. This is the Geekly Roundup. I'm nerdy in the extreme and whiter than sour cream. I was in a V club and glee club and even the chess scene. Nerdy and nerdy. Yes, and first of all, we have Avatar news. What? Oh, 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 yes. The Hollywood Reporter mm. reports that Cameron's Avatar sequels have halted production in New Zealand due to the country's attempts to stop the spread of coronavirus. Well, there you go. That was unexpected, wasn't it, Al? So they say that it's uncertain when it's going to begin again. Sequels have been long delayed. Do you think we're really waiting on bated breath for that Avatar sequel, though? Uh, it has a release date of December 27th, 2021. Oh, there may be some human beings left alive to see it. <laughs> um, so that's that's a thing that happened. Yeah, well, there you go. Oh, uh, we also have Matrix 4 news. What? Deadline is reporting that production on The Matrix 4 has shut down in Berlin. Okay. Because of the coronavirus. Okay. Filming will pick up again at a later date. They haven't said when. Um, upcoming titles like The Batman and Matrix 4 would continue, um, but they didn't know when. And that is everything on the Geekly Roundup for this week. So remember, <laughs> until next time, if it ain't obsession, <laughs> it ain't geek. Was that it? Yeah. Ah. Here's Neil Horn. Okay. Black and white on Energy Groove Radio. That first night in my life. Energy Groove Radio. That was Black and White by Neil Horan. It's weird you say Neil, even though it's probably correct. Niall. Niall Horan, in I case you Niall, don't know who I'm but, talking about. Yeah. It's Irish, right? I think you're in denial. <laughs> Please stop making that noise. Please stop making those jokes. Stop it. 
Every time. Aversion therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, so yeah. uh, It's the equivalent of shaking your keys at a dog (laughs) when they do something you don't like. You playing that mash theme. um, Go away. My dog bolts towards me. Well, when you see the keys? uh, No, when uh, when I, you know, when it hears the keys. Oh. Cobra hears the keys. He probably thinks he's going for a walk. Boy, I'm going for a drive. Woo! Uh, so because I take him to the park mm. when I drop off the kids. Right. No. Uh, anyway, uh, we're doing a segment where we take a look at what's coming up on your online subscription service of choice. Finally. And, uh, yeah. Something with content. This segment may well be our biggest segment, or indeed our only segment, um, in episodes to come. We're living the stream. Yeah, <laughs> I um I uh, have upgraded to the NBN now. Have you? I haven't got it yet, but I I have put in the 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 order and mm-hmm. the modem arrived. Is yes. that what they call it? Ooh, it's a bit of a gamble because sometimes you get the NBN and either it works or it doesn't. Yes, yeah, so I'm in that kind of waiting period to see whether they've actually got the technology to bring it to my house. Yeah. And then you have to wait and see if it works at all. Yes. And then you have to wait and see if they'll come back and fix it. And then you'll have to wait and see if that fix actually takes at all. Yes. Well, I've got plenty of time on my hands to wait on the phones. Best of <laughs> luck to center. you, sir. Thank you. Best of luck. Um, so first of all, we have um, uh, Limburg's back, baby. I wasn't aware that Lindbergh went away. Um, Charles Lindbergh. Yeah. Uh, HBO's timely new series, The Plot Against America, takes place in an alternate history world. Charles Lindbergh ran for US president in 1940 and won. And because he was a Nazi, that's where the drama comes from. <laughs> Not a card-carrying Nazi, but yes. Um, so Nazi Ch- enough. Charles Lindbergh, he was a very famous aviator of the time. Mm. Um, super duper famous. Like the most famous person in America. Okay. Uh, he's also famous for having his kid. Kidnapped, you might have heard the phrase, the Lindbergh baby. Mm, yes. Yes, yeah, so his son was kidnapped and found in a woods. Alive? Um, or new, dead. Oh. Because um, was, there was a massive manhunt, but um, Charles Lindbergh, he didn't want the police involved. He refused to have the police involved. Nowadays that wouldn't work, but back then he was famous enough where he could say to the police, back off. And he organized the quote-unquote investigation himself. Um, they found somebody, um, money showed up at a bank that was marked. The ransom money was paid to someone. That person subsequently disappeared. Some of that money turned up. They went to a guy and they said, you spent this money, you're the kidnapper. And he said, no, a friend of mine gave it to me, uh, left some stuff with me and then went back to Germany. Um, That person had died, so they couldn't question him. So they went, you're going to jail. And he was executed. Oh, no. And he was wrongly accused. And conspiracy theories. Um, uh, Lindbergh was very into uh, white supremacy and eugenics. And yeah. so on, yeah. and examination of the court, uh, uh, the corpse, I should say, of the child, much later showed multiple um, medical deficiencies and no. deformities, um, congenital diseases, and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's possible that Lindbergh just paid to have his kid offed because it wasn't perfect. That's terrible. Anyway, so this is a show about um, this is a show about how he runs for president and wins, um, and it turns out he's a horrible, horrible racist. Topical in some way, possibly. Yeah. 
the American president being a horrible, horrible bigot and racist, mm. and openly so. Mm. You look all upset. Well, I mean, you're talking about horrible things, Al. Is real life intruding on your spark? Yeah. Well, then we'll move on. <laughs> Distract me with something entertaining, please. So anyway, that's uh, that's on HBO and presumably okay. HBO Max when it's launched. Right. Um, and next we have How the Westworld Won. Sorry, I've just given up. What is Westworld? Should I watch it? Um, Westworld, there's an old movie from 1973 with Yul Brynner. It's about an amusement park with robots. Mm. So you you can go there for a holiday if you've got enough money and shoot bad guys and have sex with uh, prostabots. (laughs) Great. Um, uh, uh, Ropros. Basically, it's kind of, it's a seedy old movie, but it's well remembered. Yeah. Um, uh, at the time, and uh, and they've made it into a TV series. It's been around for a little while, uh, and the first season is really good. That's why I want to talk about it. I recently watched the first season of Westworld, and it's really super good. It's, okay, it moves along at a cracking pace. It's got lots and lots of nudity in it because it is an HBO series. Sure. Um, and uh, yeah, it's existentialism. It's got interesting plot twists and. Really interesting characters, uh, a great many strong female characters in it, great roles for women mm. if you're an actress. Um, yeah, and I just recently started watching the second season and discovered why it wasn't as popular. Oh, no. And they've just released the third season now, yes. and uh, it's suffered a 57% drop in viewership. Really? From the premiere of the second season. Oh. So the second season was, it's not bad, it's just silly. Oh. The first season was great. And everything going for it. The second season is just, it's just silly. Okay. It starts to get a bit cartoony. Mm. And I was trying to hang with it. And I thought, hey, this isn't as good. So, um, yeah, um, I can recommend Westworld, but only the first season. And yeah, you just pretty much, you'd be best served to just drop out there. Okay. Um, although I may give the rest of it a go, check out the third season, see what's going on. But yeah, it just gets a bit convoluted and weird. I saw that was uh, Tessa, what's her name, is in the third season. The one that's in Annihilation. And she was, she's in the first season. Is she? Oh, right. Yes, Tessa Thompson's in, in it, yeah. Ah. Uh, Tandy Newton is in it, and she's absolutely brilliant okay. uh, as one of the main uh, characters. Basically, you know, the, it's a theme park, and they have um, fake human beings who are close enough to being real mm. that it would be impossible to tell them apart if you right. didn't know. Mm. Um, they all pass the Turing test, and but then some of them start to become, they start to develop consciousness. Mm. Or at least something very like it. And so there are human people who run the park are saying, like, it's not consciousness, you're imagining it. Because people can anthropomorphize cars, for goodness sake. So it would be very difficult not to. Mm. And uh, and others saying, no, they are very definitely, you know, uh, developing consciousness and we can't keep treating them the way we treat them because basically you just enter the park and do whatever the hell you like. Yeah, right. There are no limitations on behavior mm. for guests. You can have sex with somebody without their consent and then shoot them in the head. Uh, And that's just you enjoying your holiday. Oh, dear. So, yeah. So you can see the question of, you know. Moral dilemmas there. Moral dilemmas. Well, you know, the the humanity of uh, the supposed humanity of some of these characters because they, you know, they are starting to remember things and therefore developing a plausible inner life or whatever. 
Um, is it real? Is it not? And so on. And it's really super interesting. Um, but that's season one. Season two, that's eh, a bit silly. Hmm. Uh, might have a crack at season three. Um, yes, they are not sure that it's the content of the show. It's just that season two is a bit problematic. And so therefore people just went like, eh, I'm just not going to bother because nobody's watching it. Yeah, not right. Not so far anyway. Mm. But uh, in any case... Um, if you ever thought that you might be interested in watching Westworld, I would give it a crack because it's got a little something of everything. Okay. And then at the end of season one, yeah, you know, the rest of it, you can take it or leave. Take it. or leave. Uh, once I get to season three, I'll update. Mm. Um, well, but, I, uh, I, I've, I've just noticed that the advertising for season three is, is well, I'm getting it. So mm. I don't know what that says about, you know, my watch history. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. But I've just been. I never saw advertorial for one or two season well, one or two. It's science fiction, essentially. Yeah. You know, it's in the very near future. But yeah, um, it's cool. I like it. It sounds cool. You should check it out. I think you would enjoy it. Um, but uh, yeah, as far as streaming uh, streaming stuff goes, what have you been watching recently? Have you been binging anything? Anything binge worthy? No, not really. On your um, slate, I've only been watching kind of those docuseries that are float around, floating around Netflix, like Rotten, Dirty Money, mm. that kind of stuff. Um, Dirty Money, is it good? Um, I recommend it. Yeah? It has some really interesting stories in it. About, um, I know there was one about uh, uh, Jared Kushner. Yes, I watched the one about Jared Kushner. Mm. There's, um, gosh, there's, uh, uh, yeah. I can only remember the Jared Kushner one at the moment <laughs> off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, they're about an hour long episodes, mm-hmm. so decent chunk of your night. Mm-hmm. Um, but fairly educational. Yeah, pretty good. All right. Well, well, there you go. Yeah. Um, I wish I could just remember some of the episodes. I can't. My brain's not really with it at this okay. point. Well, in that case, um, well, the that's... pharmaceutical guy, that guy, the guy that bought the, oh, the HIV that, drug the and then jacked up the price. Jacked up the price by 10,000% or something. Yeah. <laughs> he, what yeah. a scumbag. He's in jail. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, some, they had a look into his tax records and went, oh, look at that. Massive fraud. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't draw attention to yourself like that if you've got that kind of thing on your back. Mm. Um, anyway, that's all we've got time for this week on Living the Stream. So until next time, remember, um, I've been saying it for for months. We're all doomed. And now history is proving me right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so let's let's yeah. cheer ourselves up with oh, let's have a halsey palsy. Still learning on Energy Group Radio. All right, uh, Halsey still learning to love herself. Ooh, send photos. Ow. Um, we don't have a lot of time left, so it's time for the quiz that reaches deep into your subconscious and relives all of your worst memories of sitting in the dark with strangers. Yes, folks, it's time to audience <gasps> name, name that, that stinker. stinker. Yes, it's name that stinker, the show where we give you the descriptor from the IMDb of three movies, and you have to, from that description, guess, well... (laughs) Name. Guess, (laughs) guess what movie we're talking about, and thereby, audience, name name that that sticker. (laughs) I love this music because it just makes me want to run down a flight of stairs very quickly. Yes, waving your arms about. (laughs) Yeah. Which is something that you have to do, and we call our first contestant, this is Bradley. Hi! Hi, Bradley. You're from Tasmania. Originally. And your mum's in the audience, isn't she? Sure. Hi, mum. Hi, Mrs. Stewart. 
There she is. You did a great job. Uh. What a lovely lady she is. (laughs) (laughs) Ow! Anyway... Um, look, we're, we're running low on time, Bradley, so I think uh, in order for you to compete for the grand prize of the Junkie Kit Kat from, KitKat from the vending machine in the hallway, mm. um, it's time for you to name that stinker. Are you ready, Bradley? I'm ready, Al. All right. Stinker number one. Healthcare professionals, government officials, and everyday people find themselves in the midst of a pandemic <gasps> as the CDC works to find a cure. Wow. Several seconds, Bradley. Okay. Is this contagion? <gasps> Is it contagion? Let's have a look. Yes! <laughs> well done, Bradley. Oh. That is pretty amazing. Yes, the movie is contagion from... Because <clears throat> um, I don't have that written down here. Oh. What year it's from? It's 2011, it? okay. I think. Um, yeah. Or maybe it's 2009. Yes, uh, a star-studded cast, including Gwyneth Paltrow, who lasts about two minutes before we see the <laughs> top of her head get sawed off. Oh, wrecked. Uh, yeah, it's 2011. Matt Damon, Lawrence Fishburne, Jude Law, Marianne Cotillard, and uh, Kate Winslet. That was beautiful, Al. Mm. Um, new Scientist article said uh, that the movie doesn't skimp on science. It's hard to name many Hollywood blockbusters that are in, as invested in the realities of science as Contagion. Yeah. Very few productions realistically portray the process of science, both its successes and frustrations. That's what makes Contagion unique. So Yeah, yes. I was watching a YouTube video of a virologist and a mm. doctor watching Contagion and reacting, and they were like, this is entirely plausible. Yeah. They rarely take creative liberties. Mm. This is entirely it's a Soderbergh movie, so yeah, it's um, it's an excellent movie if you, if you fancy looking at it. Um, have you spotted the theme yet, Bradley? Oh, gee, at all? Because yeah. if that's... you can spot that, you get gives you a better chance of winning the <laughs> chunky Kit Kat from the vending machine in the hallway. I'm gonna wait until numbers two and three, Al. All but, right, let's uh, move on to stinker I'm, number two. I'm quietly are you, confident. Are you ready, Bradley? <laughs> sure. Army doctors. <laughs> Struggle to find a cure for a deadly virus spreading through California that was brought to America mm. by an African monkey. Oh, wow. Several seconds, Bradley. Is it outbreak? Is it outbreak? Let's see. <laughs> it is outbreak. Oh Very well God. done, Bradley. Starring That's amazing. Dustin Hoffman and the monkey from Friends. Yes. <laughs> Is it Monkey from Bridge? I think it is. Oh, there's some great trivia. Yes, uh, Outbreak is a movie from 1995. Another star-studded affair with Dustin Hoffman, Renee Russo, Morgan Freeman, Kevin Spacey, <laughs> Cuba Gooding Jr., at Donald least, Sutherland, at least and Patrick protective Dempsey. Hmm? At least they're wearing protective gear. Yes, yes, they were. <laughs> and, uh, of course, uh, Tenton Quarantino. <laughs> <laughs> famous, famous gag from a few shows it's ago. That it's a terrible gag, but you laughed and laughed and laughed. <laughs> Memories. Oh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you got that one correct. That's two out of three, which is usually enough for the win. But oh. could you get two chunky Kit Kats? <laughs> Does Brad need two chunky Kit Kats? No. Yeah, you'll get the squirts for days. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, let, let's see how you do. We'll we'll go. Right to our third stinker now. <laughs> uh. Okay, uh, stinker number three. Former United Nations employee Gary Lane traverses the world in a race against time to stop a zombie pandemic that is toppling armies and governments <laughs> and threatens to destroy God. humanity itself. Oh, uh, no. Several seconds, Bradley. 
Did you say Gary? Isn't it Jerry? Jerry. Yeah. Sorry, Jerry Lynn. Yeah. I'm getting a feeling that you know what movie I'm talking about, Bradley. <laughs> Is it World War Z, Al? Is it World War Z, survey says? Yeah, <laughs> it is World War Z. Look at that! It's uh, a trifecta. Al. It's an. This is amazing. Who'd have thought that I am a savant when it comes to virus movies? <laughs> <laughs> well, considering your disgust for the human body and the way you've been burning through that hand sanitizer, it's hardly surprising. I am rather misanthropic. Yes. Um, so it is World War Z. Um, if you enjoyed the book, it's got everything that you loved, except for everything but the title. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so if all that you love is a title, then it's got everything that you love. Um, another star-studded affair starring Brad Pitt and um, Matthew Fox, David Morse. Is Matthew Fox in it? No. Nah. Oh, and Peter Capaldi, oh. who later starred as Doctor Who, but in this movie stars as Who Doctor. <laughs> There's a weird piece of trivia for you. Oh, yeah, there you go. Mm. We were talking about this movie before. Um, the There was an original movie, which, as we said, it was a, an ending in Russia, a massive set-piece battle between humans and zombies. Yes. But, uh, yes, the uh, Universal felt... Was it Universal? One of the production companies. Paramount, I apologise. They felt that it was incoherent. The ending was incoherent, abrupt, and just atypical for a blockbuster. Um, <laughs> what did they get? All it did was surpass the Jerusalem scenes in scale, but very little else. So they got Damon Lindelof to have a look at it, and he suggested that perhaps they, um, they either do reshoots and improve the original ending, or um, just uh, go with the, uh, the ending that they settled with, and they did that. So thanks, Damon Lindelof, for making that movie even more boring than it already was. Look, it wasn't a great film. No. There were... The the beginning was fine. The bit in Jerusalem, okay. Yes. Jerry stops at the vending... The plane was good. Jerry stopped at the vending machine. But I have this very valuable virus to deliver in order to save the world. But first... Let me have a Pepsi. I need a Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it was a terrible movie. Yeah, All right. Um, so that was that's three for three stinkers, Bradley. I'm now, proud of myself, Al. Yes. No. This is this. We're going to do a double header here. Are you going to risk everything for what? If you can name, if you can correctly guess, then you'll get two chunky Kit Kats from the vending machine in the hallway. But of course, if you don't get the thing correct, then you get nada. Are you going to try and double or nothing, Bradley? Yeah, but what do I have to do? You have to say deal. Or no deal. I need to know what I'm getting. Two Kit Kats from the chunk, two chunky Kit Kats from the vending machine in the hallway. If to, you get the theme correct. Oh, if I get the theme. Yes. Uh, well, you've got to, the theme could be any of these things. It could be terrible movies. It could be virus movies. It could be outbreak movies. So you're not going to double or nothing. Well, I don't know. <laughs> there, there is a theme running through those films, but so I don't know what theme you've picked. So I uh, know I'm not. You're not going to do no, that? No. Oh, okay. You're not going to so do, <laughs> do you want to take a guess at it anyway? Sure. Okay. Is it virus movies? No. <laughs> See? <laughs> no. It's uh, movies that are suddenly trending on uh, movie search lists for some reason. Uh, um, <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. There's no, no way why. to know why these movies are suddenly trending on, trending on, but like, uh, what <laughs> well, as if they're educational. When I was looking at the movie search list, the top mm. movie 
on movie search list at the moment is the latest Star Wars movie. The second one is Contagion. Yeah, right. <laughs> so <laughs> that's weird, but Soderbergh isn't complaining. Yeah, no. Hells no. No. So, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, thank you for joining us for Name That Stinker. Bloody, bloody, blah, sound of movies. Yeah. So I was talking about Westworld before. Yes. Um, fantastic uh, soundtrack. If you're interested in movie soundtracks, TV soundtracks, or soundtracks in general, mm. you should definitely check out the Westworld soundtrack. It's brilliant. One of the things that I love about it is that um, a lot of it's set in a, a supposed town called Sweetwater. And, of course, it has a saloon, and the saloon, of course, has a, a jangly pianola, which is playing tunes when you walk in. Oh, yes. You know that classic. Honky-tonk. Yeah. Right? And what they've done is that they've adapted, like, modern pieces like Stones numbers, Radiohead numbers. Cool. Um, but adapted them for the pianola. So, you know, like, they show that close-up of the... Uh, of the punch paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The punch yeah, card yeah, yeah, paper yeah. that's just rolling through it, but it's playing Radiohead's, um, yeah. you know... A, Creep or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So it's fantastic. And uh, I wanted to play one of those, but uh, I thought, you know what? It's probably not Energy Groove oh, well, enough. It's fun. But, but uh, anyway, one of the what best, did you choose? If you, um, uh, if you look up the Westworld soundtrack on YouTube, for example... Um, yeah, it's really fantastic if you're into that sort of thing. I've been listening to it uh, on high rotation, so now when I open up YouTube, it's starting to appear on the first page. Um, it's it's just really beautiful. It's got lots of lovely piano music in it. Um, and uh, one of the pieces is based on this old number from the Rolling Stones from 1960-something. Uh, so to play you out um, this week, uh, join us again next week for more movie stuff. Has uh, Keith uh, Richards got COVID? <laughs> Has Keith Richards got COVID? Hmm. Keith Richards died years ago, but oh. nobody told him. So, <laughs> so, he, I, just, I, just, I don't know. Just, if he, all we have to do is hope that he falls over and sleeps at some point without biting anybody, because if he does, then we're really going to see a pandemic. I just thought, you know... Man. <laughs> Does he know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know what he knows, but the sum total won't be much. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, the Rolling Stones uh, with Paint It Black. Join us next week between five and seven for hopefully some sort of news about movies that isn't no more movies until you all get better. <laughs> but at least until then, if you last that long, enjoy your lives. Wash your hands. Wash your hands and enjoy your lives. 